Cheers, bud. Cheers. You found it. It's the Japan Wood Podcast coming at you from the Shinjuku Studios in Tokyo, Japan. It's your co-host, Matt Bigelow, blowing hot air to the back end of all this megalopolis. We got with us today, Michael120, coming back to co-host this time. And we managed to actually pull it off. Michael. What's going on, man? I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So, before we get into it, um, we're trying to trying to understand this whole thing. By the whole thing, we know everything's changing. We don't know what's going on. Right. But I have this uh, new life that I've made for myself in the past year. One year, this podcast turned one years old a couple of days ago. Congratulations to these podcasts and the people who listen. We've seen a huge uptick in traffic, but then I had to take a break because I had this. I had a son. Right. And if you have a son, that'll do it. You can't be like, sorry, baby, I got a podcast. You right. know, you, not a dad today. So I'm seeing the traffic go up and up and up. And I'm kind of going, oh, well, Shogunai, man, I got a kid to take care of. Right. But um, it's kind of good. It's, it's excellent. It, it's, it's excellent. But uh, I live near here, in fact, near the uh-huh. near Shinjuku. I live in Shinjuku. The old Binley location. And uh, I went to the Olympic Park mm-hmm. today. With, with my wife and child, because to view the, the, the changing leaves, you put the baby in a little carrying case, yeah, yeah. and you go and you take pictures with the family, send it to your family, and everybody's happy. <coughs> you got a whole thing. There you go. You got yeah. a whole thing. But I saw somebody super famous for the second time today. Who's that? Haruki Murakami. Are you serious? This is the second time I've seen him, because he's a runner. I'm a huge fan of Murakami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the second time I've seen him in public. So today, as I was walking around, um, there's a whole bunch of people that run around this the center area in the in the in the Olympic Stadium. It's right. like a dedicated running area. Right. You can walk there. There's traffic. And I stuff. mean, we want to run if you're at the yeah. Olympic Stadium. And we're, you know, my wife and I are talking. Oh yeah, sure. We got these pictures. Sure. Well, baby, is the baby okay? Yeah, yeah. Should we feed him ah. soon? Yeah, we should yeah. feed him soon. Is he hungry? And she stops in her tracks, and this is nondescript Japanese guy runs by. Right. And she's like, "That was Haruki Murakami." No kidding. I was like, what? And I turn around and you just, it's just some Asian dude running away from you. Did he, you throw the baby up real quick and get a snapshot? Yeah, that's right. That's his back right there. So you like, are okay, he's running around in this loop. Let's just keep walking and wait till he comes around the second time. Right. But he's an old man now, so he runs super slow. So we waited for a long time. We're like, okay, let's just cross this crosswalk and get on with our day. So you never saw him? As, he, as we're crossing the crosswalk, he runs by the second time. And I kind of get like this glimpse at him from the corner of my eyes. I'm pretending to read some kanji on the right, street. Right. And I'm like, that is 100% Haruki Murakami. I'll give you a tip. Next time you're in that situation, what I like to do is pretend I'm taking a selfie and I actually have the camera directly aimed at whatever I want to take a picture of. That'd be awesome. There it is. The first time I saw him was after a jazz concert. You guys get to speak? No, it, there was this jazz concert of a, of a rare performance of this woman who has a connection to Harukami, Murakami, Haruki Murakami, as well as um, Ishiguro Kazuo, who is a British writer of, of Japanese origin. Some of, her, some of his books are based on what some of her jazz pieces that were right. recommended to right. Kazuo from Haruki. And as my wife and I, she's my girlfriend at the time, we're in this mm-hmm. hall, this encore happens... This guy gets up and walks right past us to get ahead of the crowd. Right, right. Haruki Murakami. Right, right. So I've seen the dude okay, twice. We're sitting next One, to this guy the whole time. after a jazz concert and two after he's running. That's and insane. those are two things he's always writing about. Right, right. That's a sign, man. 
That's a, you wouldn't see people like that at a place where there shouldn't be grape knives. Yeah. So there we go. That's my famous person story. So just because you have like this this whole family life and you're going out walking the walking the walking with the baby, right. walking with the wife, right? Uh, it just doesn't mean something ain't gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. I don't have a kid, so you gotta let me know. You know these tips and tricks on how to be a dad when I have one. Yeah, uh, how to be a dad. Um, a fun dad. Fun dad. Yeah. Right now, I'm just trying to figure out how to adjust my drinking schedule. Because before, I would just get, I would just drink until I fell asleep. Right. But now, if I do that, I'm gonna be way too hammered if the baby wakes up in the night. That's a thing, huh? Yeah. Wow. So you got to get you got to get like two or three strong ones in you right. early on in the night. Right, right. Climb the ladder a little bit and then plateau. Wow. So you've probably put a lot of thought into this actually as have most parents probably. Uh, I think so. I thought about that like it doesn't your your bad habits don't stop when you have a kid, you just hide them. Look at your parents, better. look at my parents. Did their bad did the bad habits stop just because you and I? Oh came my around? god! My uncle pulled out a flask of whiskey at my grandmother's funeral. He, I've never seen him drink until then. Oh really? Yeah, he said I always have one. You just didn't know about it. <laughs> no, that's what I like. That's what I can get behind as well. That's right. A guy with a flask. You never stop playing the game. You just get better at yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And see, so you, you kind of go shadow mode. Right, right. You know, right, you got to right. go shadow mode. Got to go incognito. So that's my that's my story. What's going on? Pretty good, man. I just got back from a shoot today. Uh, a lot of indecisiveness. Uh, Photo shoot, right? Yeah, that's how they always are, man. You, creative. You get there. It, right, it's a bunch of creative people, right? And working with a bunch of creative people. Do they call themselves creatives? Or do they say, we are working on a project? Wade, wade. Wade, wade. That's the so wade, wade. So formal Japanese. No, 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 they're being completely sarcastic about it. They, oh. they, they just, we, oh, we joke fun. around a lot. Sounds there. all right. It is fun. If only we can get the schedule down. Yeah, once you get 19, 20 people, I don't know how many people are on the shoot, but it's got to be between 5 and 20. Anywhere between, you're exactly those numbers, between 5 and 20. If it's 20 people, there's a lot of bowing. If there's 5 people, there's a lot of... A lot of uh, Lollygag. Yeah, a lot, a lot of lollygagging. I'm going to walk really on. slowly over to this corner and see if that's a shoot. Right. You should. You should. Next time you see a bunch of people gaggling around going, oh, 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 oh. that's it. It's a shoot. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I'll that's look it. Out for that. But she just said... You were in the Kamakura area? What? Yes, I was in Kamakura area. We were shooting out near the beach. And um, today's was uh, a bunch of, uh, you know, we're actually next to the area, a bunch of hosts. And they're shooting their, um, but the top guys, you know, they have the big billboard and everything. So oh, this is like the host club with the guys that act crazy and the girls that spend so much money right, to drink right, champagne right. out of their shoes and stuff like that. Yeah. It's the, and they send their, they, so they have a modeling agency. Uh, a lot of them get into, and they have their top guys, and they need profile photos. So today was just shooting profile photos for them to make them look larger than life because the photos certainly look unreal. So you I were with it. hosts all yeah. day today? Yeah, all day. All Come day. on, what's a host? Go into the host people. What are these? What are these? People like? <laughs> when you see them, okay. When you see them at the shoot, they're usually really tired. <laughs> really, really tired, yeah. Because they spent the whole night drinking. Right, they've been drinking. Oh, some shoes. of the guys like you can. Some of them come in. They're like, "Man, I have a hangover. I'm barely standing." And you, you have the guy for like maybe 15 minutes before he's like, "Mo, mo, eat." And then you know he he runs off and does his thing. Um, that's all we need. But it's it's very funny uh, seeing seeing the state that because you, you see these guys on TV or you see them on YouTube and you see these guys and they're so pers- personable. You know, they're they're very ginky. 
uh, when we see him at the shoots, they are all but dead. So uh, that's it's pretty interesting to get to see these guys. Like that, that makes sense because if right. you're if you're shooting in the morning and it's right. a super night job, right, right, that's right. when they make their yeah. Some of them came cash. in like straight off of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do they seem healthy or do they seem like haggard or what? You know, do they put a lot I mean, of these screen, are the, skin cream on? Oh, yeah, there's a lot of skin cream, man. There's so many skin creams. I would say there is as much skin cream there as there as, is at like a, a women's photo shoot. So they're big on the whole skincare thing. I mean, these are the top guys. So I've seen um, some very like haggard looking guys, but these are, you know, the top guys from each each club. So they're. These guys don't usually probably have to drink that much. They probably don't have to go that hard. Oh, they make appearances? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they're, then, they're, and then they hand it off to some other Right, guy. right, right. And they yeah. have the young guy. You know, they're sweeping the floor and drinking the shots. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sweet, man. So this is the um, the Japan What podcast celebrating mm. the, uh, the first year. <clears throat> and we got some stuff to talk about, I believe. We got, we got some topics. We got some things to go through. Um, I was, get, you know, what? we got good feedback last time you were on, so thanks for coming back. Yeah, let's, yeah, thanks let's for having me. Do yeah. this more frequently. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Because oh, yeah. Mo- moving forward into the 2020s and the new normal and mm. the whole COVID 19 economy, mm. podcasts are a big Pod- podcasts are the thing, right? It's the resilient, resilient medium of the time. Right, man. right. Yeah. I feel like I'm on the radio. Yeah, it's kind of fun, right? So we got this um, new product and. Uh, this is a Japanese company creates business card masks eh? that put your name and workplace on your face. That's that's a wow. It's available through the Nagoya printing. The Meishi masks are made to order. Three different styles are on offer, starting with the customer service mask, which looks the closest to a standard <laughs> business card template. There's also the sales mask, which puts your name in a more prominent place, and the deluxe selling mask, to which you can add both your company logo and personal profile photo. Wow. And I'll show you this picture here that I got of the yeah, I need each to see separate this. masks. So you got these people who are wearing masks. Oh, that is intense. Business card is on their mask on their face. Wow. Wow. But some people are saying, you know, because in a standard Japanese meeting, everybody puts their business cards on the table. Right. And you forget who everybody is. Right. But when you're looking at somebody, you can see their name on their face as you're talking to their face. I literally forget everyone's name if I don't meet them for more than one time. And this is an amazing idea. Not bad. I want one of these. In fact... I prefer forgetting everybody's name. Right. Because I've reached a certain age. And my previous career as a teacher, I needed to remember so many names. So as soon as that ended, I was like, oh, no more names? Fuck right. Yeah. No, no. We but have with, this. With, with the face masks? You don't, no need. No need. And then you can tell the guy who's like a power player guy who's got a company logo on his face mask. Right, right, right. As opposed to some guy who's just going along with the game so he doesn't get fired some pinier ass name on his face. Right. You can can seem confident when you actually don't know the name. Yeah. I'm a Koto-san. Nice to meet you. All right. So what do you think? I think it's a great idea. I think it's something I would wear. You see my mask that I have here today. This is available nowhere so i think if you have a mask like that that's unique it's personalized i think it's a great idea and i would definitely i'd leave my mask around just to, for people to find it hey great idea all right hey, what's this mask oh maybe i should call him oh sorry i forgot about that this didn't leave there there on purpose at all yeah and you know it's yours right right you know it's yours which is great for i don't know about us but i know about me as a creator i lose everything yeah so there me you go. too i gotta be go. really careful yeah yeah right. but also these days 
I don't really care if my mask is clean or dirty. I'm right. just glad I have it on my body right, or something right. like that. So it's like I reach in my bag and I'm, do I have a mask? And right. I pull it off the bottom, Still shake off nasty the mask with rice and old stuff. Simbe like, bits on there. Yeah, I got one. Right. <laughs> Whereas a year ago, I'd be like, this is a this is homeless shit. You That's know? what would be on your in your bag, wouldn't it? That that would be the I, I imagine the crumbs that are in the bottom of a, a bag of a person living in Japan in yeah. America is very different crumbs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, American crumbs. What are those? Probably you're talking you're talking, you know, sesame seeds from your burgers. Yeah. You know, you're talking you're talking regular level lint here because our cleaning services are not where they are in And Japan. you got dryers which just you makes got, lint into makes every, you got lint dryers into everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Here we hang it out. Here we hang it out. We probably have a lot more paper, a lot a lot of receipts going ah, on in Japan. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Maybe some rice. Yeah, yeah. I'm also thinking wrappers, like candy yeah, bar wrappers. Yeah, yeah. Man, flex of seaweed. That's a big thing in the That's States an entire right podcast right there. Oh, wow. Well, let's let's put it in the book. Flex of seaweed <laughs> coming soon to a neighborhood near you. Here's another one. And I, I did a story about this for the paper I work at. This one is separate from that, but it's cricket soy sauce from Ant Cicada. Okay. Just blowing my... Tell me about that. It's powdered cricket, mealworm, beetles, and ants making their way into snack foods, pasta, protein bar, insects as a food source are clearly uh, disgusting and best suited to the poor and eccentric rich. That's what I wrote. According to a 2019 report from Barclays, the edible insect market could be worth $8 billion by 2030, up, up from less than a billion. But they're always trying to push insects, the elites. Right. In Japan, one of the leaders in promoting insect herbivology is ant cicada. They make delicious cricket ramen and even cricket beer. Wow. Now, another innovation in insect food has arrived in the form of ant cicada's cricket soy sauce. It's made through the fermentation of two spotted crickets farmed by a startup affiliated with Tokushima University and is now finally available to the general public on the online store. Check it, folks. Two, not one. Yeah. So they first, here's the picture. So here's a pile of pulverized crickets. Looks unobtrusive. Yeah, it just looks like a pile of stuff. Then they combine it with uh, rice and yeast and mm-hmm. stuff. They make a big uh, meaty pile. It looks kind of like a miso mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I would, I would, I would want to try that. To be honest, I've eaten weirder things in Japan. Whale, horse, raw. Right, raw horse. I mean, yeah, heart. Yeah, now that you say it, soy sauce, cricket soy sauce doesn't seem like you know, such a bad thing. Cricket soy sauce on my raw horse sashimi. Eh, you know? You know? It sounds good. Sounds good. I'm on it. I'm on board. I like it. There how, do I, how do I get a bottle? <laughs> well, you you go to Ant Cicada and you can order it online for like uh, 1,640 yen. This is where all my money goes. Yeah, that's right. Right here. Take Stuff my like money this. now. Right? Right, right. Shut up and take my money now. Give me that. Yeah. That's a meme that's a bit old, but it still kind of uh, refreshes well. It's an oldie with a goldie. Yeah. Like us. Well, you're still quite a ways off <laughs> from being an oldie goldie. Yeah, please. You're, you're, you're what, 32 this year? Oh, yeah. 40. 40 is a turning point, whether yeah. you like it or not, genetically. Feeling. You, well, you can still be like, I'm 40, but I feel like 30. Right. But at the same time, it's like, no, there's a genetic Your clock. body's like, no, you, tick, no, you're, tick, not. Exactly. no you're not. Exactly. No, yeah. Yeah, stop going to the gym and just do push-ups in the morning. Right, and, uh, right, right, right. What do you What do you hope from now on? You know, I'm gonna be a 45 year old with a six pack. Look I'm gonna get me. a gym membership. Yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow, sometime. You know, I look you into know? it. 
finally, before we move on into the, 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 the meat of this article, of this podcast, is uh, this is what I'm thinking of called a Shit I Hate. Shit I Hate. It's the S-I-H. Yeah, I know. I wish I had some. A... I do have other things. And now, Shit I Hate. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that works. Now, this is a type of... Um, Everything now, and this is going to lead into what you've prepared, actually. Mm -hmm. This is kind of what I call automated awesomeness or uh, bullseye painterdom. Okay. And what I mean by bullseye painterdom is now with all of the technology and all of the social media and stuff, we can just kind of shoot arrows at anything, walk up to it afterwards, paint a bullseye over it, post it on social media... And now it's a fucking bullseye. It's trending, right? Yeah. Right, or right. you can get 30, 50 likes from something completely fake. Right. You can get three or four likes from right. something completely authentic. Right, right. So this is what I mean by shit I hate. Now, this is this is from a, this is from an advertisement on uh, the old Facebook channels. And this is um, called Four Types of Vending Machines in Japan, called Guidable. I'm... Prepared to hate that, but go on. Me too, because there's no reason why we should be writing about four types of vending machines in Japan. That's not an everyday thing. Well, not only that, but with with the camera technology and everything else, it, you can take these great night shots now. Right, so right, right. So here's the right. picture. This is why I hate. This is why I call it shit. I hate. It's because there's just like there's six vending machines lined up on a road. Right. It, it, you may as well have like pylons. At a construction site that's right. been abandoned for six months, it's it's, right. it's innocuous. It's nothing. Then you have this guy with like the light perfectly shining off of his face at night, and he's looking at the 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 vending machines. He's just like, oh my awesome. god, look at these options. What am I doing here? I could get four different flavors of Coke. Like, yeah, is it is it is it is is that what we do on a regular basis in Japan? That's why I call it shit. I hate because it looks professional right right it looks great but it's garbage man can i tell you i i so those kind of photos i'm into stock photography and i actually do photos like this and when you do a photo that's like a photo of a real situation you know you walking up to the machine wondering whether or not you have enough change to get the drink you want i don't think that's the photo that you would take so i send that photo and they say no we want a photo of a guy standing in pitch black darkness with five drinking machines standing at perfect angles, parallel to one another. That's what they want. Oh uh, yeah, that's what they get. But it's it's but the, the the dramaticism of this photo. I'm realizing we're talking about a photo on an audio podcast. But right. It looks like some guy who's just watched his wife die in the mud. Right. Right. And, and he's wondering how he's gonna get his 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 passport out of her back pocket. And he turned around, and there were. Five drink machines perfectly aligned <laughs> yeah, to light his face at a 45 degree angle. So this is what I mean by automated awesomeness uh, and shit I hate. Because this stuff gets all over Facebook. Right. And then when you try to sometimes post like, here's something authentic that I'm doing. All no of the moderators cares. come in like, you can't be doing this. No. That's, you can't be doing this. No. It has to be an affiliated sponsored program right. that's right. going right. to you know, in turn use our uh, members registered on, on this right. page right. that we can link to this uh, travel tourism agency that's going to feed back to us. Don't in post the that photo of that guy with the drink machines. It's, it's offensive yeah. to someone. Yeah, well, nobody even looks at that, but you, you kind of put up like a picture of, uh, of, of of some guy who's just like going like, um, 
I had COVID and right. I used right. some um, vitamin D and I feel fine. And then everybody is like, the the shit hate comes down. Right, right. Even like, though it's you, like some guy saying man? that. But with this type of shit, there's a whole network of people to create a guy looking at a bunch of vending machines on a website called the guidable. That's like, thank you for guiding me to the vending machines. So you know, I know to get tea. You know who reads those? It's like, I was going to answer that. And I just stopped myself. The really confused tourists that you see walking around or the guy on the train talking really loud when everyone else is quiet and it's 1130 at night. He's taking notes. He's headed back to base. <laughs> He's, He's headed back to base. He's like, oh, man, crap. I just found an article on Guidable. We should find this drink machine. Could Have you a party imagine outside of it. the next day you wake up, you're like, what do you want to do today? He's like, I was reading this thing about four different right. vending machines. I thought we would go check it out. You know? <laughs> like, Heard there is. Yeah, they're over there, buddy. And yeah. fucking leave that guy yeah. behind. Yeah, right, right. Half of them don't even work, you know? <laughs> well, what an asshole. All right, so. That's obviously not fun in COVID-19. What's no. fun in COVID-19, Michael? Come on. I've got some topics for you, actually. I've got some topics I came up with today, and they're things that I've been doing at home and things that are easy that you can just not be around a bunch of people but also go and have a good time during COVID-19. Nice. So my first one on here, and this is my first because it's really been helping out my relationship and it's also just great to exercise your brain, is playing chess or checkers with someone that you like. reason why I chose this is because it's really easy, cheap for you to get a chess set at the recycle shop. You can go buy King Family Hard Off or uh, Mega Donkey or something and you can go and get yourself a, a chess set. We got a glass and, and a wooden lacquer chess, chess set for about 800 yen, oh, recycle wow. shop. And, I mean, my wife and I play every night. We just play one game, and it's good. You know, it's a good time waster. It takes about an hour per game because uh, she's really smart. And, uh, yeah, I, that's something enjoyable. Um, another thing that we have here Japanese is... Japanese uh, people are smarter than uh, Western people. They really are. I mean, they have a way to resell shit you don't even want. I know. And uh, I didn't want a chess set. Be going for 800 yen, and now you play it an hour every night. Right. And now you realize the intellectual prowess. This is really, like, just the fact that that was thrown away. Think about that. Yeah. So I got another one for you here, home photo shoot. So because uh, I told you guys before, I do do photography, right? So um, one thing you can do is just arrange your house like a studio. A lot of time at the studio, all day today, we spent on two different floors, rearranging sofas and moving everything around to get the perfect little setup. You see people on Instagram doing this, and it's, you know it could be something just for fun, just to find your beauty. Um, you can set your house up just like a studio. You don't need special lights. You don't need anything. You can just use your iPhone and have a home photo shoot. And uh, I got two more here. Uh, one was that if you like cooking, you can try recipes that make the best of a Japanese apartment. By the way, I have been doing some home photo shoots. Is that right? And it's it's like it's exactly like you say. You spend some time at home, right? Rearranging stuff. You take some pictures. It's it's a great way to spend time. And you get it down to a science. It becomes fun. You know, you get it down to a science. Like, how can I make this crap hole look like? You know, the perfect place yeah. to sit a cupcake. You know? Yeah, yeah. And then you then you know next time that you've got a little studio in your house. It gets easier and easier each time. Yeah. My brother, I told him to follow the light, you know, follow where the sunlight hits. That's the tip of the week this week for uh, photography or the tip of the month. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Follow the light. And his pictures have been better ever since. Um, So I got I got a a 
couple recipes here that I came up with uh, for, for what you can do at home. Nice. And these work well with Japanese apartments. Uh, one is a no-bake cheesecake, and it's pretty much self-explanatory. All you need is the ingredients, mix it up, sit it in the fridge uh, overnight, and you have yourself a cheesecake. We've actually made two, my wife and I, and they both came out really delicious. Just standard cheesecake? Standard cheesecake. Do you, do you cheesecake. put, like, a base in there, like a crust or something? You gen- or? Yeah, generally you want to put a crust in there. I, I would say, like, a, a off-the-top-of-my-head recipe, you're talking about, like, a graham cracker crust or just any kind of cookie you can get That's at the doable. store. That's doable. That's not true. Because some people, like, I don't bake pies. When people say make you don't a need crust, it. I'm you don't like, need what it. do you mean? I can't get a crust. Man, crush up some crackers, mix it up with some brown sugar, a little bit of cinnamon, pack that down in the thing, cinnamon. put some uh, Philadelphia, uh, you know, the cream cheese yeah, they yeah, have, yeah, some yeah, cream yeah. cheese, some vanilla, some whipped cream, throw that together, sit in the fridge, let it sit for overnight. You got yourself a overnight. cheesecake, man. And wake up to a cheesecake. You got yourself a cheesecake. Right? Cheesecake in the morning. I need cheesecake in the morning. I don't get my cheesecake in the morning, you know I'm going to be a frowny face all day. He's going to be pretty upset. Another <laughs> one I got here is grilled potatoes with cheese. And there's a lot of ways you can do that. You can just you can slice your, your potatoes into layers and you can throw them on the, on the grill there. Just wrap them up in some foil. Dump a few pieces of butter in there. Sprinkle some parsley on there. You got yourself a party. Uh, throw some cheese on it for extra effects. And I have uh, last here. It's a little bit more complicated, but again, it's one of those things that you can put your own twist on it. Slow cooked spare ribs. Uh, it's a stew you can do. You throw the spare ribs in the pot. Uh, Where do you get your spare ribs? Get my spare ribs right there at the grocery store. I go to Copo, uh, or you can go to Inagaya. I've been there before, and I've also been to Alps as well. Is it expensive? Uh, I'd say you can get probably seven or eight spare ribs for about 600, 700 yen. You know, we take those. Is that enough for one meal, one person? That's enough for one meal. And if you eat light, it's enough for two meals. All right. Because we usually, I usually eat about three spare ribs a piece between my wife and I. And then the next day, we have four or five left over for a quick snack. You uh, take that, throw it in the pot with some butter, brown it a little bit on all sides, throw you some vegetables in there, brown your vegetables, get the most out of the flavor. And it really could be anything, you know, carrots, potatoes, daikon, whatever you have. Throw it all in there. Throw it in the pot with some water, maybe some cooking oil, maybe some red wine. Let that sit, simmer for about three, four hours. You got yourselves a stew. Nice. I've been on a potato thing. All right. Fried potatoes. All right. Like what you're talking about. What I like doing is just you boil the potatoes, cool them off, and then cut them into three or four millimeter slices, you know, right. in, the, in half of potato size, you know. So it's like one potato cut into quarters, three or four milliliter slices. That sounds like a, a new addiction. And uh, olive oil, whatever. <clears throat> Fry one minute, turn them over, and then add paprika on top of them. Paprika. And then turn really? them over again. Okay, okay. And then the olive oil and the paprika cooks together. Right. And you get a nice texture on top. And paprika oh, yeah, yeah, is a yeah, medium, yeah. medium spice. It's not like a high-tuned spice like right. a dill. Right. It's also not a super deep spice like a nutmeg. It sounds like it's so, something different. Yeah, so a little paprika in there, and uh, you fry. You know, you fry one side, and then put the paprika on top of the other side, and then fry with it on you. the other side. I'm with you. And then the oil and the paprika mix in there. That's how I've been doing my my, my fried potatoes recently. Thank you for taking up about thirty minutes of my time <laughs> after I leave here tonight. So I got my last uh, activity here, and this is uh, more of uh, more of a a few because you know some things you can't do. Uh, by yourself and some things you can. So if you do have someone to do this with, one thing I like to do is look at old photos. Uh, We have iPhones. We have Androids. We take all these photos and we never look at them again. 
So I think it's a good idea to look at your old photos with whoever it is that you're with. If you are not with someone and you are a man, learn to tie a tie. A Windsor knot is an example of a tie knot. You learn it in the military. Most men don't know how to tie a tie correctly. I see it all the time. It's uh, annoying once you once you realize what a correctly tied tie looks like. Really, I saw a guy uh, on the train the other day. He struggled. Japanese? No. The, the guy that struggled? Yeah. Yeah, no, this Japanese guy. He was going to work, and he was just there, like, fumbling with his, uh, you know, the basic My experience, knot. Japanese ties are some of the most triangular you'll ever see. I, it was just that one guy. Yeah. It was just that one guy. But I agree with that, and I think it looks nice. You know, it says you put an extra minute in. And if you're a woman, then learn how to do your nails, something you can do at home by yourself. Or clean your fucking toes for once. My God, I can't say anything about people with dirty toes. Ugh. Okay, my toes are clean. I'm lying. <laughs> I'm that kind of guy. I'm that kind of guy. So there we go. That's how to... Because I was uh, when I was out and about today, and I kind of... like We're always pummeled with the with the covid information right we, right you can't really get away from it no no you and, can't and I, I see these like people with announcements and like keep your social distance but then i st- right. I walk by a cafe and there's a whole like all of the outdoor tables are packed people right. are drinking wine oh my god and they're like bread baskets and stuff like right, that and right like, right yeah, that gives me a little bit of hope you a know a little bit of yeah so yeah, there yeah. is it's almost like there's this once once you once you look out the corner of your eye, it's just like COVID fire hose stream. Right, right, right. But if you can get that, if you can avert your gaze, there's a whole world out it's, there. It's almost normal. Yeah. Almost normal. If it wasn't for the fire hose of information, right. you would know. You wouldn't, you would have any, no idea like the, it, what's going on. It doesn't exist in our daily life, in our physical world. Right. If you're walking around, there's no evidence of a pandemic. It's just a bad thing that you hear about once you turn on the news waves. Or once you open up your phone or once people right. start messaging you or once people start saying, do you have your mask and all this? Yeah, yeah. But when you when you just, when you put all that away and you look away from it, it's an entirely different world. It's, it's almost sh- like two million people haven't died. Shocking. Oh, yeah. Well, people have died all over the world. Um, we can get into that of, of various things, of but various things. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it more lighthearted. Yeah, well, it's not really a lighthearted thing no. to talk about, but people die. Get over Pe- it. People, oh, I, I did this whole thing last week, and I think most people know by now. It's yeah. like the average age is 80, right? 79, right? 78, unless you're really fat or right. have some right. sort of comorbidity rate, right? 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 There. But in Japan, so far, there's been about 2,000 deaths. Total. That's in. Can I just say that's 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 lower than what the the death rate in America was like every day. Yeah, that's insane. But there's only been two people in their twenties who've died, and they've been really sick. Right. I didn't know that things. bit of information. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And like, there's like two thousand people that have died. Over one thousand of them have been in their eighties. Wow. The other wow. five hundred in their seventies. A two fifty right. in their sixties. Right. Right. So you can like extrapolate 350 people died right. of COVID since March. So people of our age, you know, yeah, there's, like, there's no, there's not really, yeah. When I'm around older people or right. when I'm in a busy area, I right. really take caution, but I'm right, like, right. I, we don't, 
you know, like I put on a seatbelt, but I don't expect to die from a car accident. I so. mean, man, I'm, I think we're really, really careful here. Even you know, inadvertently, it's a clean place. It's a clean place. So, like people are already wearing masks before COVID nineteen. People yeah. were already washing their hands. Yeah. Now and all the maintenance people are wiping everything all the right. time. Right. That's another thing with alcohol. It's an extra level like of that. cleanliness to one of the clean, yeah. cleanest countries in the world. Before yeah. COVID nineteen, I could not find a piece of trash on the ground walking around Shinjuku. And there's no garbage cans. Right. Hardly any except for a convenience store. Everyone eats their trash in Japan. That's right. It's uh, edible. <laughs> they figured out a way to biodegradable, uh, tasty. It tastes like seaweed. It's not, but everyone's just willing to take the L for the team. <laughs> so there we go. Um, I have a song I want to play. Let's hear it. I got a dance I want to do. This is a band I was in called Dead Sea Dropouts. Okay. I'm on drums. I love this. Understood the timing at the end. It's eleven eight. We we don't know if we were doing it properly. We kind of made our own eleven eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what we did. I think most people end up making their own eleven eight. That was insane. That sounds like so. It sounds like the. Uh, it sounds like all of the soundtracks from this show I really love called "What We Do in the Darkness." If you like vampires and uh, you're a total jackass, then it's uh, pretty pretty good for you. Pretty good for you. Kind of dark. What's the name of the? What's the it's called "What We Do in the Shadows." Uh, is what we do in the shadows was that a movie or uh it was it was a movie um and there there was a movie about it was that um, like the guy who did um it might have been the guy that did borat uh, sasha Barra cohen what we do in the shadows reminds me of the eh whatever <laughs> i hate i hate it when people do this on podcasts so uh what we do in the shadows and like is it like a moody it sounds like it's moody. It's uh, it's hilarious. 
it's vampires living. Uh, it's it's a vampires uh, living in a hostel basically. They're 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 house sharing. They're all roommates, uh, and it's just you know like a sitcom with really snarky roommates that happen to be vampires. So there are bat fights. Yeah, nice man. Definitely good to check it out. So. You also had something else you want. To I did have on. something else right. here for you, and then I I, I want to finish off with some other things for the uh, the rest of the podcast. All and right, what's going on, Mr. Michael? All right, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here. Okay, then I have one uh, one topic that I want to jump into. So one thing that I wanted to talk about again, I mentioned this before, is about my camera activities, and um, I know there's a lot of cameramen out there, a lot of photographers, videographers out there. Um, so my aim is to give you guys a one camera tip uh, every time I, I come on the show. So today's camera tip is uh, for you to follow the light. So I'll go I'll go a little bit more into detail about that. Um, it's, it essentially means you you need to follow uh, where the light source is coming from the brightest, uh, and if it's natural, that's even better. Um, so you don't need any other source of lighting. You can kind of do this wherever you are, as long as there's any source of light in the room. And it doesn't matter whether it's your phone or, or a nice camera. The same technique works uh, with, ever, with whatever you're using. Uh, and the reason why is because sensors work better with light. So if you have that, uh, have that lighting source. Sensors like on an on a iPhone camera? Or? Your sensors on an iPhone camera, sensors on a, a DSLR fam, uh, camera, uh, mirrored camera, any kind of camera, uh, whatever it's using to sense things will work better. So that's even an old school camera that's completely analog that will still work without you know any electronics or anything it's just you need to follow the light and they use mirrors right old old cameras so the mirrors will actually read the light better if you're following the natural light oh source. yeah okay i see what you mean hmm. um and um so that was a uh, uh, kind of my segue into uh talking about uh camera camera gear in uh tokyo so where i like to go is i enjoy going to shinjuku camera city which is out of the west gate and uh, you'll find stores there like Map Camera, Kitamura Camera. Those are both very good places. It's worth noting that I got the best price on resale for my item at Map Camera. They gave me a very fair price for something that I had that was quite frankly used, a little bit dinged up, and they still give, gave me a pretty good price on it. So, well, What type of uh, lens and what type of price did you get? I had a Sigma 16mm lens, and that lens was, I'd say, about a year old. I'm pretty rough on my gear. Um, and I was still learning how to use uh, my gear that I had. It's a nice lens, eh? The Sigma. It's, yeah, it's a pretty pretty nice lens. I paid, I want to say, four hundred for it, original price. And selling it at Map Camera, they gave me a hundred eighty back. Uh, Just under 18, half 000. price. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good for Japan because Japan's really bad at secondhand pricing. Catch is at Map Camera. You have to trade it in for store credit. I had to trade it in for store credit oh, to get well, that price. If, then that's the way it goes. Yeah, but if you're buying that kind of gear, you're a cameraman, you're buying gear all the time, then it's it's a good deal anyways because I'm always going there and trading things. As I found out, Map Camera has a very good deal uh, when it comes to trade-in things. So I wanted to share that bit of information today. I heard recently that uh, a lot of YouTubers use the Sigma f16 for streaming i think that that's a great question and um so i think that yes that's an excellent lens for streaming but i think that it doesn't particularly matter which lens you're using so long as it performs well under under the conditions the light conditions that you're in you know if you have a really uh crappy light for low lens for low light then then, you know the lens is gonna the pictures are gonna come out bad the video is gonna come out bad i think as long as you have the lighting sources set up 
uh, in a way that works best on your camera, I think it'll be fine. Sigma is a Japanese lens brand mm. mm-hmm. from Fukushima. Mm-hmm. That's where their headquarters are at. Yeah. Um, usually when we think about Nikon, Nikon, and uh, Canon and stuff like that, what makes what makes Sigma? Because I have a Sigma lens as well for my DSLR. I have a Sigma macro cam, macro 50 millimeter. Mm-hmm. It doubles as a 50 millimeter and as a macro lens. Mm-hmm. And I kind of go, well, that's an interesting combination. And you can take some pretty pretty cool pictures it's good for indoor as well sometimes because it captures more light mm, mm, so you, mm. you know with your standard 30 35 or whatever sometimes capturing all the light is kind of tough that's my that's my standard lens and it, it it's it's tough i actually had to get a uh, had to get me a, a, a 50 millimeter lens to be able to capture anything at nighttime i've noticed that 50 millimeter inside is easier than 50 millimeter outside because inside you can frame things according to how you want to frame them outside you're framing things to how you see things in, in like a, in a scenic scape. I think it, I think it's, I think it's easier in certain aspects. Yes. I think it is easier to frame things inside, but I think the outside with the 50 millimeter, you have uh, a lot more freedom with how you're going to frame things because it's a, it's a very close up lens. And, um, and a lot of, most of the time it's a prime lens and so not being able to move around, I find limiting, but I do think it's easier to shoot inside with it. I think it's a little bit more of a challenge to shoot outside, but I prefer shooting outside. Now, what, why is, what makes a Sigma lens desirable as opposed to a Nikon, Nikon, or Canon? Well, I, I don't know. I just ended up going with the Sigma for my DSLR because it had the combination of a 50 right. millimeter and a macro zoom. Which I, think, I was like, all right, two and one, let's go for Sigma. Right, but right. I've been right. really happy with it. Well, no, that was a that was a good call on on your part, especially because there's a third thing that you get with it too is the fact that Sigma lenses have a really they have really high apertures. Um, I think their apertures are from uh, f one point four to two point eight, and um, I think that's a an excellent range for most photographers or whatever you're going to be taking pictures of. I think if you don't have, especially if you don't have a big lighting setup, or you or you you're just shooting at home or just shooting for fun, then you don't want to be carrying around big expensive lights. And so I think Sigma lenses are great all-purpose lenses, but they're also really good for higher-end photography if you'd like to use them for that purpose. So I really, really enjoy them. They're just expensive. Yeah, I think Sigma Sigma makes the best lenses in my opinion. I've also noticed that it, they the, the I don't know what they do because I'm not a I don't arrange lenses in mm, complex mm-hmm. you know engineering fashion that requires right. high end machine precision engineering <laughs> right, skills. Right. But I find that when I'm taking pictures with a Sigma lens, the the same thing on a Nikon or a, can, a Canon, it looks a little bit different. Like right. the the Sigma somehow captures a little bit more detail in the cement with the light. And, and and the color differentiation, it's just things kind of pop a little bit more. I've well, noticed. Sigma specifically makes really sharp lenses. So if you're going for a lens that's going to give you a sharp, crispy image with a lot of information included in the in the actual raw file itself, then then you're going to get a good picture every time with the Sigma. I think Sigmas can make anyone's pictures look good. Um, but if you really know how to use it, I think that now you're working with something. Now you ought to sell your services. <laughs> Sigma sponsored the podcast. Honey Yeah. Oh, nice. All right. 
So um, let's just take a look here. We got a few more things that we're going to cover here. And uh, I was going to, I was thinking about going into a little bit of um, the AI world. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's your baby. I'm not sure if you've heard about this. So the, the idea of a digital currency. Yes. Okay. Like crypto, uh, like a Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Ethereum. Crypto just hit. Uh, sorry, Bitcoin just hit twenty thousand. It was at like eleven thousand dollars, like recently. Yeah, and so it's exceeded the previous high in in yen terms. So I ought to cash out my Bitcoin, is what you're saying. Do you got Bitcoin? Yeah, man. Of course, of course. When I used did to you, work at a, When did you get involved in Bitcoin? Ah, uh, man, I got involved in two thousand sixteen, fifteen ish. Okay, yeah, that's. I've been following it. I'm not involved. I'm involved with a, t- a tiny little bit, but I've been following it since about 2010. Right, right. Just because it was, I was really into fringe topics at the time, uh-huh. like singularity events, UFOs, it. ghosts, right. and cryptocurrency at that time was just as insane as Area 51. Right, right. But now, 10, 15 years later, crypto has taken over the world in many ways. UFOs aren't, unfortunately. Dang, I but was I was gunning for UFOs. Uh, me too. Yeah, I want yeah. bi- Bitcoin UFOs. Uh, yeah, that's right. Bitcoin <laughs> now, UFOs, man. Now take my money. Um, and we got this idea of uh, central banks trying to catch up to Bitcoin with mm-hmm. digital currencies. Uh, do I still have this? I'm wondering. Yes. There's the fourth industrial revolution going right, on. Right. And Japan is no stranger to this. Right. When I was working at SoftBank, I wasn't involved with the fourth industrial revolution, but I was following what SoftBank was doing with right. 5G and all that. Right, right, right. I'm not this 5G makes everybody sick kind of person. Uh-huh, I'm just uh-huh. saying 5G is very powerful. It's a thing, right? And when it's... you when you factor in um, uh, pipelines mm-hmm. and services mm-hmm. through networks as opposed to banks and stuff like that, you right. see a different economy forming. And this I is agree. from the Keidan Ren. This is the top top Japanese economic kind of forecasting okay. decision-making group. Okay. And this is their Japan Society 5.0 intro. The fourth industrial revolution will enable us to create a new society. Artificial intelligence will transform the big data collected through the Internet of Things into new wisdom. Society 5.0, a technology-based, human-centered society. The fourth industrial revolution will raise our standard of living and solve various challenges we face. It will, for example, free us from the stress of driving, allowing us to safely visit anyone, anytime. We will have access to the latest medical advancements at a low cost, no matter where we are. I know, AI right? and yeah, robots never, will never. enhance human ability and expand our infinite so loss. That's, that's the whole idea. And I'm not trying to promote this thing. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, like, it's, it's severely ongoing. It's 2020. Facebook is 15 years old. Right. And, like, if you compare 1965 to 1980... That's a 15-year difference. Right. But when you think about that, it's like two different worlds. It's, it's but when you think about 2005 to 2020, you're just like, oh, hoodies and jeans, man. Yeah. Rap, hip-hop, you like, right. you, like it's not that, but it's different. Right, The right. entire thing is changing. So 
This is the uh, the digital currency for the yen that's being floated by certain uh, aspects of our betters. I like that word. The Bank of Japan has announced uh, it aims to start experimenting with digital currency early in the next fiscal year. The BOJ says it doesn't have any plan to issue such a currency at the moment, but it says it needs to look into the possibility in a more concrete and practical way. In the experiment's first phase, the bank uh, plans to test the basic functions of a digital currency, including how it would be issued and circulated. The second phase would involve more technical experiments. After that, the bank may consider a pilot program with payment service providers and users. This comes as seven major central banks agreed on Friday that the introduction of digital currencies shouldn't undermine stability of prices or monetary systems. The European Central Bank and the U.S. All right, so he goes on to blah, blah, blah. But right. So we can kind of see like the, the, the top-down uh, Japanese right. way of structuring things right. going. Right. This is... So the all of the... But the thing is, is that there is some payment systems in Japan like PayPay. And I right. know the engineers that right. designed it because they were my students at the time. Right, right. This is an Indian technology that was partially funded by China. Right. And then brought into Japan through importation. And kept because it was convenient. Well, it's also robust because it's outside of Japan. But right. most of the... I'm, I'm wondering about the know-how and the skills of Japanese banks to deal with something such as a digital currency right. that's supposed to operate with all the other currencies without understanding how scammy this all can be. Yeah, yeah. You see, my concern is 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 someone other than the banks having this information. If, if, if information exists, it can be obtained. That's that's my concern, you know. So it wasn't a big deal when they were like, you know, hey, well, I mean, it was a big deal. But, you know, to me, right, I didn't have anything that I couldn't afford to maybe have out there. I had a lot of things I didn't want out there. So when they said Facebook, all of our passwords or something have been stolen for a bunch of profiles, I said, that's really bad. But I don't think that's nearly as bad if, you know, the Bank of Japan said, hey, all of our, all of our account information was stolen. You know, that's a different... Do you mind updating your PIN code? And that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a different thing. That's a, man, we're going to have like 36-letter pins. Yeah, if it's encrypted, it's fine. But then you get into like quantum computing and right. anti-encryption and then digital forensics and stuff like that. So it's like, do you even understand how to get into your own account at that point? I don't know, but it gets even crazier. So Sumitomo teams with five other Japanese firms for Hanoi Smart City Project. That's what this is. Well, the, the idea is to lend out. Japanese expertise in experimenting with Southeast Asian countries to test out all of this Society 5.0 digital technology, encrypted assets or whatever it is. Uh, so Sumitomo Corp has, con has formed a consortium with five other Japanese companies to combine their expertise for urban development in Hanoi, aiming at a, for an environmentally friendly community complete with advanced services. The consortium comprises NTT, TEPCO, NEC, and a whole bunch of others. Um, they will cooperate with, a Vietnamese com with Vietnamese companies in developing a 272-hectare area in the Dong An district of northern Hanoi, with NEC offering a face recognition system, one of the most powerful in the world, by the way, wow. and who are all on board on the Build Back Better routine to help ensure local security uh, and advertising will also be involved. Uh, so there we go. So we have this, this wow. insane, this insane 
push and it's wow. all in the background but it's right. all in, o- in the open as well right. you know so right. as we're right. told to like social distance and wear masks and all these things the entire back end of our of our economy and, and networks and stuff like that is being redesigned right shifting away from like a reliance on china and america right and trying to push more into an asean uh in, in interoperability uh economy network with each other it's kind of a clumsy way to say it but that's that's the best i can do i mean that's the only term that we have for it right now oh. um and i i mean may i play devil's advocate advocate for a minute here um what do you think this means for anyone trying to come to japan and for foreigners uh in japan well that would it won't make it, it won't make things easy uh well, this is kind of the results. Stupid Gajam of the week. Stupid Gajam S G O T W. It actually pulls right into that because there's a whole push to incorporate Japanese training with with Vietnamese workers and trainer staff. Right. But then this whole COVID thing happens, the economy collapses, and all these Vietnamese people inside of Japan don't have anything to do. Right. So this is the news. Japanese police suspect Vietnamese groups stole hundreds of pigs. So there's this massive push on the back end of our society to just reinvent everything. Right. But then the people on the ground level are left abandoned because they're screwed over. Their pipelines are disappearing. And the pipeline isn't just about like, like, I don't know, rice coming in the mail. It's like, it's your income. It's your right. work. It's cell your cell phone connectivity. It's everything. Yeah. That's, that's my concern. Like if you're going to make a society, right. Where everybody, um, you know, because they're not going to make it optional. Well, it's going to be optional, but it's, you, it's gonna, you may as well live with the stick up your ass, right? Like it's 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 going to be optional, but not really. Yeah, you know, it's like you can get on the freeway um, without the without the the uh, the card to where you don't have to pay every time. But there's one, but it's real expensive if you don't. You, yeah, that's right. Right, yeah, and there's like yeah. one kiosk if you for if you don't have it. I think that is going to. Uh, in, in a in a in a in a sh- in a nutshell, I think that's going to increase the gap between the rich and the poor uh, exponentially. That's what I think that's going to do. I think that's going to push a lot of people out here uh, who maybe weren't in a good situation, or a lot of uh, immigrants coming to Japan uh, as refugees or, or whatever the situation may be. I think that it's going to really make it uh, hard for a lot of people. Yeah. And what that's I, what I think. I know the the the, the title of the stupid guardian of the week is crass, but it also it, it focuses on how just crazy and dumb everything is. Because mm. this is the thing: mm. all of these uh, you, you these these things are created to incorporate different working styles, right? And then all the working styles change, and everybody who's working is left t- to deal with this bureaucratic system that was supposed to be invented for them. But then they're left without it because times have changed. Well, my concern is losing uh, is 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 uh, people losing power because you know, say before phones, before uh, the the age of the internet, essentially, you know, we had the power to have as much of our information revealed to the government as you would like, and I think that's that's every every person's right to their privacy, right? And I think with a system in place like this, well, it's going to be abused. It's, it's, it's going to be abused. Push for anonymization to people who want it. Mm. That's mm. that's going to be a thing. Mm. I have, 
you know, there's like the idea of, of Bitcoin, which mm. you're aware of. Mm-hmm. I also witnessed once a demonstration of a blockchain-based system where you would put your ID into the blockchain, right? but it wouldn't send any of your information to anybody else. It would confirm whether or not you were of drinking age or not. I see. So you could go up to a vending machine selling beer. I see. Right. And s- scan your your digital wallet. Right. And it would confirm that you were of the age that you could buy that beer. Right. But it wouldn't tell you anything else about your information. It wouldn't give right. you your age, your so it nationality. Leak, it would leak that information. No, because it, it's just confirming mm-hmm. that you are of age to buy a beer. Right. Just like when you walk into a bar or whatever. Right. Right. They don't keep all your information. They just confirm your age. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I did see that. But this whole thing with, with the people left behind is in connection with, with the stupid gaijin of the week. Right. Police suspect hundreds of pigs and thousands of pears being stolen by Vietnamese people. I mean, what do you expect? I know. I'm not saying it's... <laughs> I'm saying the whole thing is stupid. No, no, I'm saying in general, like the police, you know, what do they, what do they expect, man? You, you make it even harder for people to access resources. Nearly 20 Vietnamese you know. have been arrested on suspicion of overstaying their visas or slaughtering pigs at home. Of course, none of them have pay-pay to buy their flights with. No, four male Vietnamese technical interns aged 20 to 30 were arrested last month. I, I purchased pigs by social media, the police quoted one of the four suspects is saying so. Wow, that's in, that's insane, man. But they're using the advanced technology. Yeah, 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 yeah. To find ways to ways to survive. Right, right. When these bureaucratic processes end right. up being totally inverted. Right. Based on the times. Man, there's this whole uh, there's this whole loop that I got stuck in when I first got here, and um, in order to uh, in order to have a phone contract you had to have a two-year you had to have it i've been there been it you know yeah. they'd you had say, to buy the phone outright right you had to buy like the phone outright three thousand dollars or they'd say you need to have a working visa here and you're like well i'm trying to get the phone so i can go in and start everything with my, my working visa i need the phone to be contacted for job interviews i need the phone to be connected to the internet or they'd say oh well you need a phone number here in Japan to be able to apply for this job. Uh, you know? Yes, yes. Oh, you, you, know, you need you the phone a, number, right. but you can't get the but phone But you can't get number, the phone without the job. But because you, the job is there, but right. you can't get the phone number, then you right. can't get the... I remember that shit. Man, you know? And um, and that was just and that was just that, you know? And, and so we all, right. I think, Kafka figure out right. a way, you know? Kafka was right. Big cameras got it right. Big cameras got it right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got it right, man. They do the uh, the pay as you go plan. They do data plans and things like that, and that was really nice. So that's how I was able to to get everything situated with my my service and everything. You know, now I can get a phone contract and have everything. But in the dark days, in the dark ages, it was not like that. I don't know. I'm gonna close that segment. Stupid gadget of the week. Stupid gadget. S G O T W. It's me on vocals. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up, Michael One Twenty. What, what are you gonna take us out with uh, here tonight on the Japan What podcast? Coming at you on this fine December evening from the center of Tokyo. If you think you're gonna make last train, you're not. Catch one before, and it'll save you a lot of headaches. 
The last train is never the answer. That's never the answer. You always think you're gonna get. Oh, this is when I'm gonna meet that. Chick. Everyone wants it. Everyone wants it. <laughs> Sometimes it's too packed for you to get on. <laughs> and it smells like a liquor store that's had all the bottles. Well, it smells like an armpit for me because I'm five four. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I I get high off the secondhand fumes of all everyone breathing out their dirty ass mouths. I don't get high off of anything, man. I'm too short. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Japan What Podcast, coming at you from the Shinjuku Studio of Tokyo, Japan. This is your co-host, Matt Bigelow, blowing hot air out of the back end of this megalopolis. Thank you for listening. Take it easy. See you next time. Johnny.